Alina off Nagy's glove into center field. The Florida Marlins have won the World Series. Spins, throws, he got him! A perfect game for Roy Halladay! 27 up and 27 down! Behind the bag, it gets through Buckner! for the Nationals in the first game in their beautiful new ballpark. Left center field, Grissom on the run. The team of the 90s has its world championship. Hello everyone, welcome to You Gotta Believe, the By The Men NL East podcast. We're here every Thursday to talk about all the goings-on in the National League East. Uh, I am Jody Jamison, I support the Philadelphia Phillies. Thomas Frost, that's about the New York Mets. And we are currently watching our teams play at the moment. Uh, there is day games all over uh, the NL East at the moment. I'm currently watching the Phillies play the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers are uh, currently batting in the top of the fourth. They have a runner on third with uh, one out. Uh, we are 3-2 up. Uh, the, the, the hitter at the plate is their pitcher at the moment, though we did double earlier, so we can't really take them for granted. Uh, Thomas, Mets are playing the Nationals at the moment. Uh, how's that going? Uh, yeah, we're um, we're four four, but we're all uh, my stream seems to have locked out, so I'm a bit scared to to uh, refresh my screen in, in case we hear a horrible noise coming over it. But I had muted it, so hopefully, if I refresh it, it won't uh, we won't get a horrible noise. So let's let's just try that. So we were four four because it was four 0 in the first. And then we've uh, Conforto three run home and tied the game. So um, okay. just refreshing the page now. So oh, um, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. You are also watching the Phillies game on BT Four. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, the yeah. Brewers, have just, Brewers have just tied the game up on a safety squeeze. Where I don't know what the hell Zach Eflin was doing. To be honest. He just yeah. dove for a ball which was trickling that he could have went and just picked up and threw the runner out of first. Instead, yeah. uh, not only not only did the runner score, but uh, Zach Davis reached first, so the inning continues. So <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all tied up um, in this game. So that's a wee bit of a disappointing start to the podcast for me. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? It's baseball. Yeah, bizarre, you know? bizarre, yeah, bizarre start in both games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Phillies got some freebies in the last inning, to be honest, from a bit of comical fielding. So, um, you know, bad fielding giveth and bad field, fielding taketh away. What can you do? So uh, I don't think we have a huge amount of news this week, Thomas. Is there anything you want to touch upon before we start talking about uh, the, the division itself? Uh, not a great deal. I mean, the, I mean, we touched upon a few weeks ago that uh, Ed Cranapol, uh, Mets um, uh, legend, he... Um, Needed a new kidney, um, and he uh, we, we found one, and we got it this. And he's uh, had the surgery this week, so that's all good news. And by the sounds of it, uh, there's been no news to suggest he's not doing well. So uh, I think it's no news is good news. So, uh, so apart from that, nothing, not a great deal now. Fair enough, fair enough. So um, we'll 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 just go straight on to the division. We'll talk about uh, the team that's in the hunt who isn't playing right now, the Atlanta Braves. Um, not a bad week for the Braves. Um, they went to Arizona and took three of four. Uh, they came back to play the Cardinals. They are two games into a three-game set. Granted, they got absolutely plastered on Tuesday night, uh, but shut them out 
last night. So um, pretty good for them. Um, the Braves, just looking at their week, again, they're not scoring a boatload of runs, but they, for the most part, Mike Fontanevich apart, seem to be at least pitching quite well. So um, what we've seen from the Braves over the past week is some better baseball, without a doubt. Uh, they do have a, a reasonably difficult schedule coming up, but do we feel like the Braves are starting to turn it around a little bit? Yeah, uh, um, definitely. I think, as, as you say, Fultonavich got uh, roughed up, but apart from that, they're, it's hard, they're hardly, you know, sort of like brutalizing the ball, but, you know, because, you know, against the D-backs, they managed to win three out of four with, with not scoring a great deal of runs. So it was, yeah. uh, I think they only scored 15 in four games. So to win three out of four in a four in a four game set when you've only scored 15 runs, is pretty good going, you know, and they only concede 11, you know, as we, you know, we've constantly said for a while that, you know, this side will get hot at some point and, and, uh, you know, Soroka last night was, uh, looked absolutely superb, seven innings, three hits, admittedly three walks, but you know, that's still, you know, well, a whip for the night of less than one. So you'll always settle for that. And, um, and obviously, young Riley being uh, being called up after um, hitting about 300 in AAA and hits a home run in, um, in his first game. So I do think the Braves are on their way because, uh, as I said, I think they've got a tough... I mean, well, they've got the Brewers next, um, but, and they, but they've got the Giants after that, so that's not too bad. Um, and then so, they've got the after that as well. But after that, the schedule gets right. pretty good. Um, yeah, no, it's not too bad then. It's, it's um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, things looking up for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I, I, I've I've liked what I've seen from them, uh, particularly their pitching staff, ob- with the obvious exception of Fontanevich, who's just not got anything sorted at the moment. But the rest of their pitching staff is looking pretty good. Their offense remains reasonably consistent. Like you said, they're not tearing the cover off the ball by any means, but they are doing what they need to do. Uh, they are scoring runs, uh, like as, like we say, not boatloads, but um, they are putting themselves in a position to win every night, and that's all you can really ask. So, um, yeah, we we ha- we have mentioned a few times we expect the Braves to heat up at some point, and yeah, the next sort of week is kind of interesting with their schedule because it's uh, the Brewers for three at home, then it's the Giants for four on the road, and then the Cardinals on the road. But then after that, couple at home with the Nationals, three at home with the Tigers. They play a 10-game stretch where they play Pittsburgh seven times and the Marlins three. So, you know, like, you look at that. I mean, the Pirates aren't terrible, but you look at that as a as an opportunity to really get things going. And I, I, I just like the fact for the Braves that they've started to pitch better because they were, they, like, I don't think there's been a stretch where the Braves as a team have pitched badly this season, but they've really just been largely mediocre with the ball. Uh, they'll get a really good start from one guy and then the next guy will get lit up. But now they're starting to really settle down for the vast majority of their rotation and give them quality quality starts. So I, I like the Braves at the moment and I think they're starting to show signs of being the team we expected them to be. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, and it's... I mean, yeah, I mean offensively, they're not, as I said, they're not lining up at the moment. Albies has had a bit of a tough May so far, but it's uh, yeah, they're good. April, so I don't think that's much to, too. It's too bad to worry, too much to worry about for the moment. But um, 
but yeah, def- definite signs that the Braves are heading in the right direction. Really, I think the of recent times, the the against the Cardinals, they are a great team. Let's put it there. I mean, Cardinals are gonna be right up there for the wild card all season. You'd, you'd expect and the division title. So it's you know that is gonna happen against a good side. You know, it's um, sometimes you just run into a side and they just have a night. So yeah. I thought was that and uh, so. I don't think we need to worry too much about that. But, I, yeah, I, as I've already said, I think the Braves have definitely headed in the right direction. And uh, tough games coming up, uh, admittedly, sandwiched in between that. They've got the Giants. But I think, um, hopefully, from the Braves' perspective, they're going to kick on now uh, and um, maybe start to show what they're made of. Yeah, I think so. I, li- I, li- I like what they're doing. Um, I want to quickly touch on the Marlins before we move on. Um, the Marlins haven't won since the last podcast. They um, have been shut out the last two games in Tampa. Because of a day off and then a postponement, they haven't scored a run since Sunday. They haven't scored, they've only scored more than a run in a game once since the last podcast when they got beat 11 2 by the Mets. Uh, the Marlins, as we expect, are sinking like a stone. Their offense is absolutely bloody terrible. And yeah, I just like. I still hate the way they're being run, and I feel they need to rant about it all the time, but it'll become redundant very quickly. But, yeah, just uh, the Marlins have lost, how many is it in a row? I think seven in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah that's right. terrible, just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's – um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, one of the games against the Mets was over in the first inning, but I thought Alcantara uh, pitched uh, beautifully against, uh, against the Mets, to be fair, and um, – uh, yeah, I was really impressed by him, uh, really. I mean, he had one sort of bad inning. I think he got into the sixth or seventh, I think. Uh, but he was uh, pretty impressive, to be fair. Um, but yeah, last I mean, last night, just I think pretty much is just sums up the Marlins season, doesn't it, really? Arena, six innings, six hits, one earned, one walk, two strikeouts, and he gets the loss in a 1-0 loss. You know, so it's... Uh, and, you know, even, even from the bullpen, and, and, you know, the bullpen hasn't been brilliant for them but even you know last night they, they got three innings um scoreless from them so it's you know that's pretty much sums them up i mean they've scored in the last four games they've scored three they've scored three so it's um i mean the only one who's hitting for them is uh, neil walker at the moment i mean it's, he's been after maybe a slightly slow start he's definitely come alive the last few weeks and he's about the only thing offensively because alfaro's dropped off a cliff i was very unimpressed by him Against the Mets, I thought his plate discipline was pretty poor. There, uh, to be perfectly uh, perfectly honest. Um, but I said pitching wise, they you know, and I know Lopez had a horrible time against the Mets. But again, the the last three games, they've only conceded nine runs. You know, so um, it's uh, you know, Caleb Smith had another good outing, um, five and a third, four hits, two earned, and that, and he still got a loss on that. But, you know, that's you know, it's not great, but it's you know, pretty good. It, it should keep you in mo in in what well, keeps you in every game that's what that's just uh, that sort of line but it's yeah it must be really really frustrating being marlins a marlins fan at the moment and um they are one of the most bizarre franchises you know we talked about it you know obviously a couple of weeks ago and it's they're a funny funny club and they have been for over a quarter of a century yeah it's weird they are they, they are so weird and like they're 
they're only two, like we talked about on the, the bonus pod, they're only two winning seasons in their first 11 years. They won the World Series. They've never won the division. And they just constantly keep blowing it up. And yeah, they really haven't got a lot back. Is, is Lewis Brinson still in AAA? As far as I know, yeah. Um, I haven't looked to see how he's been getting on, to be honest. But, uh... That's obviously the centerpiece of the Christian Yelich deal. Yelich hit his 17th home run of the season uh, today. Marlins as a team, I know they'll have more than 17 home runs, but probably not hugely. And yeah, it's just, they are such a frustrating franchise. And I would just quite like to see, I would just quite like to see them try and be competitive, but we know what happens. We know what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Phillies next, and then we'll finish off with uh, the two teams in your game. Uh, the Phillies have had an okay enough week. They took two or three in Kansas City. I, it's kind of been my thought is just keep taking two or three and life will be great. Uh, Cole Irvin made his Major League debut on Sunday. Um, looked pretty good. Went seven innings. Gave up one run. Pretty solid. This Brewers series really hasn't been pretty. And the Brewers have so far taken two of the first three. It's tied at the moment in game four. I'll be honest, the Brewers have dominated this series pretty much from start to finish. And the Phillies did absolutely no right winning game one of the series, but they, they found a way. Uh, the Brewers have looked really, really good in this series. The Phillies have just started to, you know, uh, level out a little bit in some ways. The, the, the Picton staff, they're not getting roughed up by any means, but um, we're not seeing... We're not seeing everybody. We're not. We're not seeing certain pitchers just constantly going out and throwing. You know, th- throwing starts where their ERA is going to stay at two or something like that, which has been kind of ridiculous. And the offense has kind of flattened a little bit, um, with the exception of uh, Cesar Hernandez still continues to hit, and Gene Segura has hit a couple of big boy home runs the last couple of nights, so that's been good. Uh, Kapler today has swapped Harper and Segura in the lineup to bat Bryce second and Segura uh, third because, well, I think he's just trying to try anything to get Bryce Harper going, to be honest, because it's just still not happening for him. But, um, yeah, Hoskins has just had a quieter week. Um, Franco is not mashing at the bottom of the order anymore. Uh, McCutcheon really isn't hitting. He's still walking, but he's not really hitting. So um, this is just one of those weeks where I feel like the Phillies have kind of not got great production anywhere, but are still 3-3 three and three in the last six games. So I guess I can't complain too much. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a couple of things that I wanted to get your opinion on, I guess. I mean, it's I guess it's the when do you start to worry type of thing, I guess. I mean, um, I, it's with when do you start? I mean, I know Harper's got a lot in the tank, and, it, and maybe he's just having a slow start. Is there anything that um, you've seen that you know, like in his in the last couple of weeks, maybe that wasn't there at the beginning of April? Not really, to be honest. The only thing that's really frustrating me at the moment, but I've seen this before when he played for the Nationals, is that when he's struggling, he expands the strike zone a little bit. You know that. Yeah. But that's not new. I'm not seeing anything new from Harper that's really concerning me. And I'll be honest, I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, but I'm not worried. You know what I mean? Because I know, I, I know what Bryce Harper is. I know he's a guy that he's probably never going to hit three thirty again over a season because just the way the shifts uh, employed against them. You know, so uh, I would, I, I would like to see him take a little bit more of an uh, opposite field um, approach because. 
every time he does take an opposite field approach, he tends to line one in the gap for a double. But um, yeah, he's the thing is like there's nothing new that I'm seeing this season that's like you know a new concern. So like I'm not worried. I'm not worried long term. Um, and you know, it's just like. If, if he was 31 or 32, I'd be like, oh, shit, but he's 26. So, um, you know, he had a similar start last season. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to press the panic button yet. Uh, what else did you want? What, what else were you going to ask about? Uh, I guess um, Arietta's last uh, four starts, uh, well, three out of his last four starts, really, he's given up four runs. I was just wondering whether, obviously, you would have watched him more closely than me. Is Is there any... Uh, velocity issues, or is there a no break on his on his breaking balls? I mean, what's what's been the issue? Do you think? I don't think it's the stuff. I think it's more the location. Um, he's been walking walking too many because he's just been nibbling. Um, he's not really been, you know, attacking the strike zone a lot, which is Arietta's good when he attacks the strike zone, but he's not really been doing a great job of that this season so far. He's had a few good starts, but the last few, like you like you highlight, haven't been great. And yeah, like he's he's getting to the point where like he is just struggling a little for location. So he's he's falling behind a lot of hitters, and then he's having having to come inside. And you know, doesn't matter who you are, you know, if you're th- if you're having to throw a lot of pitches down the middle, a few of them are going to be hit. So um, yeah, like I'm far more concerned about his command than his stuff. Um, I mean, his fastball uh, is maybe like a tick slower than it has been, but. I mean, he's never been a hard thrower anyway, so uh, nothing that I find too concerning. Just he's struggling to spot his pitches on the outside at the moment, and yeah, he's getting hurt. He's getting hurt because of it. Instead of you know getting ahead with strike one, he's constantly one and zero, two and zero. And yeah, if he can if he can get his location sorted, then everything will be all right. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the Brewers are about to take the lead on a sack fly. Um, 4-3 in the fifth inning. So Zach Eflin, another one of those pitchers who has been tremendous this year. I wouldn't say he's been roughed up today, although Yelich's home run was long. But, you know, uh, the Brewers are just a good offense. So, um, you know, stuff like this is going to happen every now and then. Yeah, but, so, I mean, it's, uh, you're at least looking at you, you're able to watch your game. Mine's uh, flattened out again, so I'm just really? looking periodically at my... Uh, at my app at the moment, and it's uh, still four four in the bottom of the fourth. So, um, okay. yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, Arietta's, I think, has been sort of. He's just had that one incredibly ridiculous season, wasn't it, in two thousand fifteen? And and um, I mean, his stuff's still pretty good. He's still a good. I wouldn't say he's a number two guy though. I mean, he went into this season as the number two guy to Nola, and I think he's more along the lines of a of a number three middle of the rotation sort of guy rather than a top end starter these days and it's uh um but yeah i don't I, i'm i just wanted to get your your opinion on it really i just wanted to know whether it was anything uh to worry about really because um i keep expecting arietta stuff to sort of well at some point uh get worse really because like it's he has been slowly regressing season by season for about three years so it's yeah. uh um, I guess I'm just sort of curious about. I've been curious pretty much since he signed him, really, to see how he gets on. And um, but you know, if, it's weird because he's had he's had stretches where he's been so good, and then he says yeah. stretches of being like really, really, 
really poor. And like, yeah, he's 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 definitely in a he's definitely in a cold stretch at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but as I said, it, it you know it happens. So you know, it, I mean, if we're still talking about this in August, then you, yeah, it's a problem. But um, uh, but yeah, I think he'll I think he'll probably end up fine and probably end up with a probably a mid to late three ERA. I would imagine by the end of the season. Probably, aye. Uh, yeah. One other thing worth noting uh, was Aaron Nola's start on Monday against the Brewers. Not a good one. Um, he only went three innings. He only gave up three runs, but yeah, he was getting hit hard. And I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, if if Nola had been Nola and then that start happened, no one would have cared. But because of the way he's obviously started the season, there's a wee bit more concern. But yeah, I just think the, I mean the Brewers. The Brewers have just constantly had traffic on the base paths in this series, and they're they're just a good offense. So you know, I, I'm if Nola's next start will determine how I'm feeling about him. If it's the same, then obviously I'll worry. If it's if it's back to what we saw the last few weeks, then then we can just we can just look at the Brewers and just say that's a good team. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not too concerned about Aaron Nola either, but. Uh, like I say, no one would be concerned if it wasn't for the fact that he started the season so badly. So, yeah, um, I, I will take I will take that. So, uh, we'll we'll finish with the Mets this week. Uh, we'll talk a wee bit about the Nationals. Um, again, they're just middling. They are, I believe, three and three over the last six since we last did a podcast. Um, they uh, got we got swept out by the Brewers. Uh, took two of three again. Uh, against the Dodgers, so that was pretty, uh, sorry, uh, split the series against the Dodgers, so that was that was decent. And then, so far, they are, they are one and one in the series with the Mets with uh, today's game level at the end of the fourth inning. So, uh, the Nationals, is there anything that we've seen over the last week that uh, makes us think they're going to turn things around? Has there been anything positive to talk about with them? I think that's been positive, Sands. I wouldn't go as far as to say that they're going to turn things around, but yeah, I mean... Uh... It's yeah, pretty good. I mean, they're not conceding a, a, a tremendous deal. Um, I mean, they've been sort of in and out lately. I mean, they, you know, they was the series against the Dodgers were a little odd. They the two games they lost, they got shot out, and yeah. and, um, and what? Well, well, they actually shot out the Dodgers themselves, which is is no mean feat. Um, wow. um as well, and, uh, and you know, they only won five two, and and it, you know, they were pretty stingy against. Us so far as well. Corbin sounded superb last night. Although it sounds like uh, we, I mean, we had a couple of chances early doors, but uh, I didn't really. But he's then settled in, and the last couple of starts for Corbin's been fantastic. Scherzer and Strasburg had a couple of decent starts, as a decent start apiece, and Rendon coming back and being Anthony Rendon eight for his last twenty-two. He started well today, as he always do. He hits the mats. He's like. Uh, He's like Chipper Jones, honestly. It's he's a night. He's a bloody nightmare. And, and we, uh, we we have to say something similar actually about Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun in his career at Citizens Bank Park is over a four hundred hitter, and he's like six for eleven so far in this series. It's absurd. Yeah, that um, I think it was the first innings. I think um, where he I don't think he ended up scoring, but he got there was a, there was a fastball up and in, and he got on top of it somehow, and they got it and wrestled it into center field and I was like yeah. that is what you're up against against these guys against the Brewers because that is that's probably a strikeout or well or a ball or a broken um, bat yeah or exactly yeah it's just they put Braun so I managed to get on top of it and uh, yeah. but so yeah I mean I guess everyone's got their 
has got their kryptonite, I guess. And my time, I guess, has been uh, Freeman and Rendon, I guess, and and mm. to a degree Daniel Murphy. So it's just, um, but yeah, I don't see enough lately um, really to change my mind about the the, the Nats. But you know, I guess that could change if they get players back. I mean, I think Zimmerman, you know, Zimmerman's not playing today, so um, but. I don't know. I mean, I mean, guess we'll see, but I don't. I don't see anything that surprises me over the past week. Yeah, they're like they're just treading water at the moment, and I mean, treading water is an improvement, but we need to see more than treading water before we think that they're going to turn things around. There's seven games out at the moment. Um, seven games is far from in some out involved this early in the season, but um, I've, I just I've I've just not seen enough uh, for Washington this season, and. Yeah, like like the, the the one thing that was positive was that um like you said, Strasbourg and Shares our last couple of starts have been pretty good. Uh so you always imagine that if they are pretty good, then it gives Washington a chance to be competitive. I'm still not seeing enough from their offense, though granted, like we've talked about, they've been missing a few guys and they're starting to get some back. So um if we see further improvement from them, then that would be that would certainly make things interesting because I'm surprised at where they've been so far. Uh, they they have a kind of not they've got the Cubs for three games this weekend. Cubs have been better than some people expected, so um, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a weird one. It's an opportunity for them to make a statement and go out and you know be a good team, but they could quite easily get swept in that series as well. So. Um, just the way, just the way they've been. But the, their schedule over the next week while is going to be crucial because they've got a bunch of games with the Mets, bunch of games against the Marlins, bunch of games against the Braves. So it's going to be important for the Nationals to to start turning things around in series like that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and your New York Mets, I guess I'll just throw the floor at you. Uh, I believe a five hundred week for you guys as well. Um, what are you thinking of the Mets? Um. Nothing new, really. So we've we played a couple of poor teams, obviously Marlins and the Nats. Uh, the Marlins was was quite nice, really. I stayed up uh, for that. I think on Friday night, I think that was, and it was the first eight spot in the first innings of a home game that we put up. I think for about forty years, so it was. Um, um, so that was quite nice, uh, and um, you know, Degrom was 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 really good. He is starting to get it together. Um, now, which is ominous, obviously, for the rest of the division. He's only considered three earned run in, earned runs in his last 21 innings pitched. So, it, you know, much more like him. So not superhuman like last season, not by a long stretch, but he's he's getting there. And Syndergaard, yeah, he's had he's had two outstanding starts and sandwiched in between a rubbish one. You know, he had a shutout, obviously, and then he had eight run eight, eight innings of uh, two-run ball the other night. Um, so... Yeah, he's been inconsistent in between that, but I definitely see improvements uh, from him. Um, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but the problems really for me again is uh, Robbie Cano. I mean, he's uh, he's hit, I mean, he's hit a ground rule double today, which I think would might have been an RBI actually. And uh, but you know, in May before this, he was like hitting he's bitten below the Mendoza line, slugging over just over two fifty. He's had um, before this game it was 69 consecutive play appearances without a home run. Before that it was 51 consecutive play appearances without a home run. Um, you know, overall he's three home runs, 12 RBIs um, in six weeks. You know, so it's um, 
and it's the lowest amount of RBIs um, on our out of our hitters who have faced at least 100 at bat. So it's I can't deny that I am a bit a bit worried really, and he's just he just he's not even hitting the ball hard. That's the problem. I mean, it's it. But I said pitching wise, we're sort of getting there. I'm, I've still got my problems with the manager. Um, like for example, the other night against the Nats, you know, we were six two up, easy chance to sort of rest the bullpen and thought, and then and then he decided to send Lugo in. I mean, that shows how much he mistrust the bullpen he doesn't trust the restaurant to hold on to a four-run lead really because he's like the lugos are been our second best uh, reliever so far this season so it's he could have just given that given him the night off and you know given it to gagnon or, or someone like that so that was a little bit disappointing i mean i've, I've made no uh, secret about how much i don't rate the manager but um uh but yeah it's it's been a sh- a weird one because I said we haven't played many games. I mean, it's uh, to said it, we've uh, only played two against the Marlins, we've only played two against the Nats, and that's all we've played since uh, last Friday. So it's um, you had two rainouts, is that right? Uh, at least one, was yeah. We, one? No, we, we had a day off anyway. Oh, it was a doff day, right? Okay, yeah, it's day off, and then yeah, it was. I mean, it was called off really early on Sunday, I think it was, and it was we were had the day off on Monday anyway, so we had two days off. So, um, I mean, they're all fresh, that's for sure. But <laughs> I, mean, I haven't really learned anything. There's nothing really new. Um, unfortunately, Brett, uh, uh, Laurie has um, uh, got injured. So we've, um, he's going to be out for at least another few weeks. Um, uh, at, at least uh, Todd Frazier's been kept out of the lineup by J.D. Davis. So who has been? <laughs> um, that's 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 a positive I'll look towards. Although you know JD's not been too bad. I've, I've got um, my questions about his defense. That's for sure because he's the only guy I ever see who seems to um, like hold on to the ball for just a ridiculous amount of time before throwing it. He, he's not. Uh, he's like as in football. He's like that defensive midfielder that only tackles on the edge of the box. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He cares the life out of you, and he's. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but defensively he's been okay, not great. Um, he was a bit, a bit unlucky in the first inning today, where he made a good play on the run, but Eaton beat him out. Um, you know, and he's is he's sort of in there to hit lefties really more than anything. But he's, I'm just glad he's playing over the, the Frazier because at least Davis, I can, I trust him. I wouldn't say I trust him at the plate, but I trust him more than Frazier. You know, I think he's going to go up there and give it his best. Um, and he. Uh, yeah, I, he's been solid enough without being too spectacular. Um, I'd rather not have him as the starter at third base every day, but um, he'd be a good, be a cracking guy to have come off the bench, but not necessarily to start most days. But um, it is what it is at the moment. And um, so I, I don't think we've really learned much over the last few, few days, although there is um, the one thing I think I saw a Saturday the other day about Jeff McNeil or something that he's like, I think only Wade Boggs has got a better average um, batting average in his first 100 major league games um, than Jeff McNeil. So it's, um, yeah, and he's, uh, uh, McNeil is franchise ranked through 100 games. He's best in average hits on base percentage, multi-hit games, and three plus hit games. Um, <laughs> so he's, uh, 
Yes, he's doing rather well. We're all rather in love with him at the moment. Or the Flying Squirrel, as his nickname is, rather bizarrely. <laughs> I'm already sick of him. I won't lie. He's been... <laughs> He's already made himself into a Philly killer, and like at some point he will slow down, but he's showing no signs at the moment. Um, after bitching about Andrew McCutcheon um, a little bit earlier, he's just had his first extra base hit in like three weeks. Double down the double down the left field line. Uh, Harper's batting at the moment, so um, hopefully now that we've been talking about that, we'll see something from him. But. I've been saying hopefully for about a month now and it's just not really been happening. So, uh, but yeah, going back to Jeff McNeil, his, his start to his career has just been really, really exciting. And it's funny because like McNeil came through, not as a guy who was like highly thought of or anything like that, but there seems to be these guys that come through a lot. Right. And they don't project as like, great major leaguers or anything like that but some of them are able to carve out a career some of them flame out but like when you think about like like for example like the, the guy who always comes to mind for me is like um dustin pedroia you know a guy who you know like when you look at dustin pedroia if you scouted pedroia in like the normal way that people used to scout you would look at him and be like, he swings too long. He's going to strike out 250 times a season and not give you enough power to make it worth it. But there's a guy who's had an incredible major league career. And there's there's certain things about Jeff McNeil that kind of remind me of that. Just a, just a guy who, you know, like everybody can say, oh, he's got heart. He does this, he does that. He works hard, he's scrappy. All these sort of like cliches. But like he's got the results to back it up so far. And... Like I'm interested to see what he does going forward. Like I say, I'm sick of watching him, but uh, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what he can do at the same time because I think what can make a difference for a lot of teams is when you get a guy like that who there's not a huge amount of fa- fanfare when they come through the organization and then they get to the major league level and just hit or they get to the major league level as a pitcher and just you know constantly put put forward quality starts. So... Um, I'm really interested to see if McNeil can maintain it over an even longer stretch of time. We're now at a, we're now at a big enough sample size that we know he's got talent, uh, but obviously the the real litmus test is like two three years down the line. Not saying that he'll be like a three fifty career hitter or anything like that, but if he can still be a really really positive contributor on the major league level, that'd be huge. Yeah, certainly. And uh, but again, it's like I mean, Degrom wasn't highly thought of when he came through. The guys that were thought of at the time were Harvey, Wheeler and Rafael Montero. They didn't really talk I mean they didn't really talk about um uh Jake when he was coming up and the same with McNeil. I mean it was uh, uh really I mean the one they've been talking about really in terms of McNeil's style is probably Andre Jimenez. Um really he was like a singles header um who plays shortstop and second. So he's um, he's sort of come through, and he was like, "Whoa, where's this come from?" You know, it's um, it's it, it, he's uh, he's just a really really solid player. There's not, re- I can't really see where he you get him out either. He's like at least you know you you look at some hitters, you think, "Oh yeah, we'll throw this there, throw that there, slider away, that sort of stuff." And then you look at you look at McNeil, and you can't really think because he hits lefties pretty well as well. He, I mean, he re- like he's hitting just shy of about 300, I think, or last I looked, or certainly recently he's been hitting lefties as well. So it's not like you even can um, 
just put a lefty against him and he'll struggle like you could do with Conforto early on in his career. But it was, um, he's, yeah, he's, he's certainly intriguing and probably the lead-off hitter we've been looking for probably since Jose Reyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I think I think that's 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 the thing. It's that like McNeil, for me as a leadoff hitter, he, he he walks he walks a reasonable amount, and like like we we we, we just continually see him uh, just constantly getting hits. So I li- I like what I've seen out of him so far, and yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what his uh, future holds. Um, but so far, so good for for Jeff McNeil, and uh, yeah, I, I'm impressed. Uh, Harper singled to left, so he went opposite field with two strikes. So I'm happy with that. First and third, one out. Is it still four four in your game? And uh, I never look because we've got mean, we've got Mean Gene at the plate trying to tie the game up. Gene Segura. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's four four bottom. Bottom of the fifth, Kendrick's just uh, uh, doubled. Um, unfortunately, it looks like uh, Broxton's just come in for Conforto, so I uh, don't know whether he's got an injury or something because it's uh, so it certainly says it, it says injury delay and Broxton's coming in to replace Conforto. So, oh, right. So I'm going to do it before we wrap this up. I'm going to do a quick uh, Twitter search because um, we've talked a lot about Michael Conforto recently. Um, and yeah, really, really hope that we we've talked about his injury history, and I really don't hope. I really hope that's not going to be something uh, bad for him. Um, oh my! Oh no! Yeah, it looks like it looks like he got clobbered running into Robinson Cano on a pop up. Oh god, no! It's I mean that they they hurt him, and I still remember when I was a kid um, uh, with. I think it was cricket in cricket. It was Jason Gillespie and Steve War. I think one of them even broke the leg. I mean, it was it was really serious. Depending on how fast they went into each other, I mean, Cano is a big, probably he's probably bigger than you actually think. Actually, you know, and so, um, so I don't. I, I mean, especially Conforto because he sometimes think he's made of glass, you know. So he's just, um, and and he's hitting the ball pretty well so far this year. So we, you know, we we always a struggling a little bit offensively we need it um we need him and really so that's um he said he was slow he said he was slow to get up and he had a long talk with Callowin and the trainer so um, the game as well with an abdominal tightness oh my god you know here come the Mets again Segura Segura hit a double play for us so we didn't score but yeah um McNeil and Conforto, um, I guess from a Mets point of view, you really got to hope this isn't long term because um, I'll need, we'll need, we'll, I mean, we'll need to get a chance to see what's happened. But um, yeah, like the thing about Jeff McNeil's injury is that, like, when you see abdominal tightness, that can be anything from an injury that plagues you all season to is back in the lineup tomorrow and everything's fine. So um, you, you, you don't know, but. Um, I guess we'll need to keep an eye on that. Um, and I suppose we should start wrapping up as well because we've covered the division. And, um, yeah, so uh, for the Mets, hopefully Conforto and McNeil, it's just one of those things where they, they come out as a precaution and they're back in the lineup tomorrow because they certainly don't need that. And for um, everybody else in the division, 
it would be nice actually next week to talk about one team who like just goes five and zero or six and zero or six and one or something for the week because it feels like it feels like this division is constantly like three and three or four and two or two and four and something like that. And it'd be nice to just feel like one team just goes gets on fire this week. So we'll see what happens between now and next week. But hey, Thomas, always a pleasure talking baseball with you. Thanks for having me, Jerry. I would love to say good luck to the Mets for the rest of this game, but I don't care. And I'm sure you're hoping yeah. the Brewers, I'm sure you're hoping the Brewers put up fucking ten in the top of the sixth inning. That's about to start. Oh, I'll be having that for sure. Yes. She went in four tournament nail. I you get absolutely clobbered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Take care, guys.